0: All right, welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast, Battling Through Technical Issues. I'm Woody Womack, back from uh, Europe, and I'm joined on the phone by Rob Cassidy in Miami. Rob, how's it going?
1: It's wonderful. It's wonderful to have the family, the Commitment Issues family, back together again. I feel my heart is full.
0: Gentlemen. Yeah, and uh, battling rainstorms in Austin, Texas, obviously not as uh, pressing as some of the people in Texas who our, our uh, hearts and minds go out to, uh, Nick Kruger in Austin. Nick, how's it going?
2: Well, uh, you're back from Europe. I'm back from the great state of Wisconsin, feeling uh just as refreshed.
0: All uh, right, boy, did you, did you eat a lot of cheese up there?
2: <laughs> not a lot, no.
0: <laughs> well, we all know that Wisconsin cheese is overrated, so uh first take of the podcast <laughs> coming out hot immediately. So take that Wisconsin family of uh Nick's. Was it like a regular vacation, Nick, or was it not like <laughs> not like a regular vacation for you? No, yeah,
2: this is this is this fell under the regular vacation uh guidelines
0: that's an inside joke maybe if nick's brother listens to the show he'll get that but uh boy that's really off we're really starting off on the uh, that on, might even uh, be
2: too deep for my own brother
0: truthfully <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh we've got all all types of stuff going on. We want to jump right in. Uh, first we want to remind you please leave us a review on iTunes subscribe. uh we've seen our numbers going up and now we're in a crowded podcast space at rivals.com so uh we need your support more than ever uh, please re- re- leave a review. it helps with our placement and please tell a friend if you enjoy listening to the show uh, even if uh, you only listen to the end like it seems like uh, most of our audience uh, is, has been telling me as of late but anyway, Right into the action, Nick. You're there. Let, let's get, give us a little bit of a, you know, first person view. What's it like there in Texas? Uh, you know, you've been through hurricanes. Obviously, being a Florida native, how's it affecting the the recruits and the football scene? Obviously, that's not you know super important considering that everything that's going on. But I know we've heard a, a lot of people going through a lot of stuff. So, kind of give us a little bit of a first person uh, take on on what you're experiencing down there.
2: Yeah, man, it's been crazy because. Uh, like i said i i just got back from vacation i i was flying from wisconsin into texas you know just the day before the storm hit here you know where i'm at uh, it's just been you know it was it was two days of consistent rain uh, and it's and it's mostly cleared up from there but i i know obviously houston has gotten it a lot worse and uh, looking at looking at the state of the city and in the surrounding areas areas now, it's it's going to be pretty tough to squeeze football in uh, at least for the first couple of weeks. Most of the uh, I believe all of the first uh, weeks games obviously have been canceled. Uh, no real plans to reschedule any of them. Uh, a lot of teams can wait, you know, a couple of weeks until they get into their district schedule to cancel games and not have that otherwise affect their season. But, uh, you know, like in the Cypress Fairbanks district, I was just reading a story today. I mean, there, there's one district uh, in that in that region that they have a 10 team district, so they can they can probably reschedule the first game if they, you know, since they've missed it. But then after that, it's going to be real tough for, for those teams. And there's a lot of talented kids in the Cypress area, uh, you know, that, that may be kind of uh, behind the eight ball once once the season gets rolling because they just can't, you know, have everything sort out with the rescheduling, if there is any, you know, what that might mean for them.
0: Yeah, we've got you know, obviously the colleges canceling games. We saw the UTSA uh, Houston game get rescheduled, and it's one of, it's one of those situations where uh, I think we're going to be you know, football is not going to be a priority. And I wouldn't be surprised to see the first two, three, four games because I mean, when you talk about flooding of that magnitude, it's not like any fields are going to be in condition to play. Obviously, we you know we want to to worry about the the safety of everyone is paramount and everything like that and. It's just a tough situation. I mean, we can never anticipate a hurricane like that blowing through. And you know, when it comes to some of these, some of these uh, other issues like football and stuff, it kind of takes a backseat. But uh, you know, we want to send out a big shout to everyone there. If uh, if anyone's listening, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt the recruiting podcasts are getting downloaded in the flood. Uh, Friend of the show and Rivals employee, uh, Courtney Rowland, I saw her uh, on Snapchat posting some stuff. She's uh, deep, deeply involved uh, in some of the efforts down there, so uh, we we'll send our uh, thoughts to them. Uh, moving on, we we have Depth Chart Week, which Rob Cassidy and I have been uh, fiending for almost, it <laughs> seems like, any story about depth charts we'll read. We've been going through them all over the uh, internet, on Twitter when they come out. Sometimes you can't tell if there's a real... I saw one... Yesterday, that was. A, I thought it was a real depth chart, and it turned out to be a projected one. And I was really disappointed that it, that it wasn't real. Uh, so, Rob, let's jump into that. Talk about some impressions. Any any guys kind of jump out that have surprised you, or maybe making you feel like uh, you want to pat yourself on the back about?
1: Uh, you know, I've got one that I do, and then I've got one that's the opposite of that, right? But, you know, Tyler Huntley winning the starting job at Utah is great. He's a South Florida kid. He goes in there and beats out a senior, and not not even a senior that was bad last year. I think Troy Williams, the junior college transfer they had at Utah, was a relatively good option for them last year. He did some really good things. They were really high on him. Tyler Huntley beats him out. Uh, so now that man gets to spend his senior year on the bench and watch sophomore Tyler Huntley run the offense. And you and I have talked about him uh, when he was down here as a Florida product. As soon as those last rankings came out, I think you and I had a discussion where I was like, man, I think I really screwed up with him. And it looks like I may have, you know, we kept him as a high three-star, probably should have been a four. Uh, I guess the other side of this coin is Mike Harley, who is an undersized wide receiver, Uh, true freshman at Miami, has cracked the top of that depth chart. I was excited to see that for Mike. Uh, I was, you know, one of his biggest advocates, as Mike Farrell will tell you, I'm always kind of the dude that that wants to stick up for the undersized wide receiver. You know, I've got a history of doing that with Christian Kirk at Texas A&M and now Mike Harley. And it seems like both of them are going to make me look at least somewhat smart. So I was happy to see that. What about you? What were your depth
0: chart impressions? Well, I've got, I've got lots of them as I'm uh, scouring uh, the web to, to read them. Uh, Well, I guess we should start with, with Alabama, the real surprise. And I think, uh, you know, Nick can chime in on this one too. Our boy, Jedrick Wills, five-star tackle out of Kentucky Really sh- shocking a lot of people competing with uh, my cousin Matt Womack for the starting right tackle job. And and I think that everyone thought that Alex Leatherwood would be the guy who came in and probably played as a freshman. And uh, he's listed as the backup behind Jonah Williams at left tackle. Uh, but right now, I mean, it, Wills is listed as a or with uh, either or with, with Womack, so I think we would expect him to play along with Leatherwood. But really amazing considering, I mean, this was a guy – We had ranked as a three-star. We went and saw him at at the Rivals camp, uh, I think it was after his sophomore season, and uh, we invited him to the five-star challenge. Based on that, he had three or four offers at that time. We ended up making him an initial five-star in that class, and there was a lot of criticism at the time because people were concerned about his body type. Is he a guard? Uh, It turns out, you know, we we rode through. I remember he he did sort of transform his body over – Over that off season leading into to last year, and then you know Nick and I went and watched him play in a torrential downpour where uh, him and Landon Young uh, both uh, another five star went to Kentucky. Uh, They probably ran for like six hundred yards behind those guys, but really that's impressive. And then of course your boy Najee Harris listed as a either or as a backup, so he's likely to play. I don't think they're going to you know the number one player in the country. I think the one guy we thought we might see more of. Uh, and we probably will. Uh Jerry Judy also listed as an either or with Cam Sims at wide receiver. So if you look at, at Alabama's depth chart, right now at wide receiver at uh, one wide receiver position, Calvin Ridley starting, backing up him, Henry Ruggs is listed as a backup. Uh the other receiver, Robert Foster behind him, Devontae Smith, another freshman out of Louisiana, and then Judy listed as a as a starter. So it's crazy, all these all these young players going to Alabama and making an impact at a place where you'd think they'd probably have to wait, you know?
1: Yeah, and I don't know if it says, and you won't know until the middle of the season, if it says more about Alabama than it does about the players themselves, or vice versa. I, I suspect that it, it's probably the players, because, you know, why are we going to think that Alabama's bad? Uh, they've shown us nothing to think that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of monitor.
0: All right, uh, Nick. You got any out there in Texas? Have you had a chance? You've been you've been eyeing the old. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to look up the Texas depth chart as we're talking. But have you been eyeing any of your guys from from last year to see if they're uh, p- pushing into the old uh, starting lineup there?
2: Well, the big, you know, I think the big story in, in the state and in my area is, uh, you know, is kind of piggybacks off the big story of last year and what's going on with Baylor and, and what they're trying to do with the depth chart out there. Uh, the young guys that they have to play, Jalen Petrie... You know, you guys want to talk about all the interesting stories that we've had up until now. Jalen Petrie was the only kid that stayed committed to Baylor uh, during the entire uh, Art Bryle saga when everybody uh, decommitted. I think they lost seven or eight uh, commitments at that time. And he was the only one that stayed, stayed through the fall, was their loan commitment. Uh, and now he's he's uh, listed as a starting linebacker on that defense, which is pretty impressive. Because last year, he was coming off of a uh, torn ACL uh, heading into his senior season, if I remember correctly, too. So, so for him to, you know, stick with it and make the comeback that he did, and and to find a starting role on that Baylor defense is pretty impressive. Uh, and then offensively, there's, you know, there's a trio of guys: R.J. Snead and Gavin Holmes were two uh, high three-star receivers. Um, R.J. Snead kind of had a a little bit of a loopy recruitment at the end. He almost went to Ole Miss. Uh, he had been committed, um, you know, elsewhere before that, and then and then settled on. Uh, Baylor at the last minute and he's he's listed as a backup receiver as is Gavin Holmes I think Gavin has potential to to really be special in that in that offense though just a real speedy slot guy that that ought to do well there and as far as Texas goes you know Shane Buchel held the held the starting spot there was some conversation that Sam Ellinger rivals 250 quarterback could push him uh, coming into the camp I think that was you know more wishful thinking from Ellinger's uh, side of things as well as uh, those who supported him, but either way, two good quarterbacks, it seems, right now. Uh, I think Cade Brewer, the Lake Travis kid that was committed to SMU, is now listed at second on the depth chart at tight end. John Burt demoted. Uh, I saw that. Jeez. Lineup. Did you guys Too many see- drops?
1: have you seen what Temple is doing with their lame depth chart? Has anybody
0: seen this? No, I- it, it is. I mean,
1: boy, you want I got so mad at our boy PJ Fleck last year for his. Cheesy crap and row the boat and like whatever, but this is next level. This new coach at Temple says he does not believe in depth charts, so he released what he calls above and below the line. He's going to do this every week for the entirety of the season. There will be no depth chart. There will be a group of players who are above the line, which means they are ready to see time in games and then. Below the line, which means those players are not ready to see time in games. So it's just like a hodgepodge of six quarterbacks that are above the line. It's not going to tell you who the starter is, but there are six guys that could play. Then there's like nine offensive linemen listed. You know, you don't know where they're playing or who's going to start, but those nine guys could play. It's the most like football coach thing ever, and it's just you know it's painful. You know what's the point? Is it a se- Is it a big secret? Or do you think that like coaches aren't going to watch your game film so you can just do this? And it's like I don't understand what the point is, unless it's one of those things where it's like I'm going to do this to show off to other coaches.
2: I actually, well, okay. Let me preface this by saying I have no idea how good Temple is supposed to be this year. Are they supposed to be good? I mean, I'm sure they're okay. Like you know, they have a new coach and they lost a lot of their players from last year
1: because you know their their famous coach is now at Baylor. Uh, who knows? But I just know that this is annoying.
2: See, if I if I if I'm a new coach coming in, largely take let's say let's say they're kind of wiping the slate clean, largely taking uh like you said a lot a lot of the players that left, graduated, what have you. You know, you're you're starting with a clean slate, a new staff. You don't know who any of these kids are, if they're any good or not. You've only had you know I mean, sure you've gone through the off season or whatever, but you know, you're still implementing your whole system and all that stuff. I think if the talent level is low, it's fine to say something like that. It's asinine at the quarterback position to have six guys that you list as guys that could see time in a game, which obviously isn't gonna happen, but You know, for things like, especially on defensive staff, you know what I mean?
1: But I mean, the Temple talent can't be that low. They've been good for five, six years. You know, they were good under Al Golden. They were good under Matt Rule. They've been good for almost a decade. It's not like the cupboard can be completely bare. Who's the coach? <laughs> I don't know. Some guy that doesn't. Some guy that doesn't believe in depth charts. That's oh, all I
0: need to know. Oh man, that's how we knew. L- let me see. Who do we think it is? If you had to guess, let's play. Let's play. I thought a- his name was like Temple head coach. Uh, he's got a weird name.
1: I thought it was like something Anderson. No, that's Oregon State. It's like some generic name. It's like Josh oh
0: Jeff Collins, uh, former yeah, uh, Florida offensive coordinator. Was that what he did? I don't know. Whatever. No, I mean, it doesn't believe be... in depth charts. Let's see. Where where'd our boy, where would our boy Jeff come? He was an SEC guy. I definitely remember that. Uh, Georgia native. Uh, boy, what a come on! Dude, talk about burying the lead. Temple press release. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he, uh, yeah, he was uh, defensive coordinator for the Gators, not offensive coordinator. So, anyway, uh, great hire. Rob's a big fan uh, for our Temple audience. Didn't we have – oh, we had the swag coordinator on from Temple. Remember that on the show? Yeah,
1: and you guys kind of like roundaboutly mocked him during the interview.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was me. Uh, Well, you never heard back. He's never never coming back back on on the show. Yeah, probably not. I didn't hear from him after that. So anyway, recruiting is very slow right now because college teams are in camp. High school kids have, have started their seasons for the most part throughout the so we're keeping it light this week. Um, so Rob wants to play a game. Uh, he always wanted to be like Alex Trebek. so uh, Rob tell us what, what we got on the old uh, game docket this week. Yeah,
1: it's it's in the same vein as the last quiz we did and I think that quiz was recruit handle or uh, war novel and I believe Kruger won that by one point. Uh, this week we will be doing a quote from a from a good guy wrestler. Or tweet from Duke head coach Derek or Duke assistant coach Derek Jones with his inspiration. Oh
0: my God. (laughs) (laughs) What a great quiz. Uh, Quincy's going to love this one. Uh, I've been saying that Quincy's been uh, wanting to come on the show. Quincy Avery, famous quarterback guru here in Atlanta. I wish we could get him in on this game, but uh, yeah, we're going to definitely have him on the show probably next week. So, Rob, jump into the quiz. I love the idea. Derek Jones.
1: We'll give Nick the right of first refusal here if he'd like to go first or second.
0: Let's just real quick t- explain who Derek Jones is. He's a Duke DB coach. He's always putting these quotes up, and he—I believe he wrote a book of his own tweets, right? Yeah, so he true? took his
1: own tweets, his inspirational tweets, and put them in a book. And now he plugs the book. It's called uh, "Play to Win" or something like that. All right, we'll start right in here. All right, so the first one—I will read it to you. You tell me if it is a good guy wrestler quote. It's either a promo or something they said in a magazine, or if it's a tweet from our boy Derek Jones from the Duke. Okay. Alright, so the first one is You can either be an example or be made an example of The choice is yours Is that a Duke coach or is that a good guy wrestler? Nick Kruger
2: uh, I'm going to say Duke coach
0: yeah I'm, I'm all, yeah, I'm also going with uh, with Duke as well That is a Duke coach One to one Good <laughs> Alright,
1: number two Always stay hungry Complacency is the first step to fail, failure Is that a Duke coach or is that a good guy wrestler?
0: No, I go first this what time. Do do? Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry.
2: Oh, time. that's Duke again. I, I I agree also, Duke coach. Wow, uh, two to two. Man, <laughs> you guys are
0: rolling here.
1: All right. A true champion is not judged by how much he or she is admired, but how well they stand in the face of adversity. Is that the Duke coach or is that a good guy wrestler? Uh, well,
2: I guess I, I, guess I got to start playing the odds here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go good guy wrestler in a magazine.
0: Yeah, well, I hate to stick with, uh, I hate to go with Nick because I like to to have variations. But I think, yeah, I've got to be a a wrestler on that one.
1: That is John Cena. You guys are killing it. All right. Number four, success isn't always about greatness. It's
0: about consistency. Ooh, boy, that's a tough one. (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, Duke on that one.
2: Uh, I'm my problem is I try to think of like what wrestlers could be saying this and uh, so I don't know if I can think of one for, the, for that I, I'll also say Duke Coach
1: that is the rock you were both for all no ah. oh, oh all right. make it your day to shine today is a gift that's why they call it the present wow. <laughs> that's a good I'm one. gonna go with Hallmark greeting card. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with a girl's Instagram <laughs> caption of a picture of her in a bikini. <laughs> Nick, it's your turn, right?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I, I I've got it. I'm, I'm gonna keep rolling with. Wait, can you read it one more time? Make it your
1: day to shine. Today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Oh
2: God. it's heartbreaking to think either one of these choices said this. Um, I, I I'll, I'll go with I'll go with female wrestler on this one. It's well, very specific. You think? You think Woody's logic? <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. That, I'm going to go with our boy uh, Derek Jones, the dude coach. It is Bo Dallas, professional oh, wrestler. Oh, I
2: was close. You were close. He's got the long hair. Oh
0: god, I blew it. Okay. All right. The biggest
1: competitor we'll ever face is the image we see in the mirror. Our attitude, mentality, and character determines our destiny.
2: And all of these sound like they could be John Cena. <laughs> what do you go first? Okay, I'm going to go wrestler on this one. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Duke Coach. It is the Duke Coach. And uh, he also
1: retweeted this a few months later. He retweeted his wow. own inspirational quote after he tweeted That means
2: it. I get two points for that one. He did it twice. <laughs> yeah, he did it twice.
1: It's pretty good. So Nick Kruger leads by one right now, if my score is correct.
0: No. Two. Two. Yeah, two. That's
1: right. All right. Yes. Two with, with two left to go here. Wow. All right. Number seven. Sometimes it's what you don't do that
2: makes you who you are. (laughs) Uh, That's the story of my life.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Check your email. is number one of, on on things Nick doesn't (laughs) do. You go first, Nick, right?
2: Uh, no, this is definitely this is definitely a wrestler, a jobber wrestler.
0: Okay, see, I have to go in order to catch up. I have to go do coach here.
1: It is CM Punk, and uh, yes, I want to read you the last jobber, one because it's so good. Even though Nick's already Nick's already got one. it, I, I want to read you the last one. Let's just see if Nick can. Nick's wrapped up the victory, but I want to read the last one. Okay, all right. Everything you do in life is an interview because you never know who's watching or what they're looking for.
2: Who is that? Nick Kruger. Uh, is is that a commit? Uh, I'll say I'm also gonna say wrestler.
0: But, well, going. I think he wants the specific wrestler, which would oh,
2: wants the specific wrestler. My, is that what we're doing?
0: No, no,
1: no. That's actually the Duke coach. Oh, it is. Right? And, but oh. here's the best part: it's the Duke coach, and he's laid the text over a black and white image of himself coaching. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a meme that he made of himself with his quote in cursive over himself. It's really oh. something to behold.
0: Next next time we should do uh see, I thought there was gonna be more about people wearing their pants too low and stuff like that. That that <laughs> you have to go Re- back too far to part of, he's, still,
1: he's actually deleted a lot of those. I went like I went I was deep into this guy's Twitter feed when I was making this quiz. I was months back. And I noticed a lot of that was missing. Like the advice that he used to give recruits on what happens has all been replaced by either these quotes or him hawking his book. Ah. So, really? like, I don't know. I think maybe he was taking some crap for, like, discrimination or something, and he, he deleted a lot of that, like, lecturing crap.
0: I don't know. if, he, if I don't know if. Uh, let me see. Oh, he hasn't blocked me on Twitter, so that's good. Um, the tiebreaker he, for this, had you
1: guys have tied, was going to be named the three members of the Rivals' national staff without looking that follow him on Twitter. Oh,
0: geez. Uh, Adam <laughs> Friedman. Friedman for sure. Right? Friedman, Farrell, You're correct. and Gourney. Uh,
1: Friedman, Gourney, and Chad Simmons. Oh yeah. Shad oh, Farrell's not about that, man. Come on.
0: Well yeah, but Farrell follows a lot of people. So the uh well now, now you got me on here. Jeez, irrelevant people often try to belittle those who view Ooh, those they view as relevant to make themselves relevant? Do not entertain them. My That's other favorite confusing. thing about his
1: feed now that I'm an expert on his Twitter feed is that sometimes he'll tweet these quotes and then just like a random photo of a cheetah.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> along yeah. With
1: them, it's like what? Yeah, he <laughs> likes
0: right. the, he likes cheetahs. Well, he's a friend of a uh, friend of the show Glenn Ford, which I'm surprised uh, they get along well. So uh, anyway. Boy, geez, what a what a thing! All right, great game, Rob. That was enjoyable. We'll, <laughs> we'll add some clapping sound effects in there. Now it's time. Uh, we've we've we're ready for the college football season to start. You know, we fancy ourselves uh, experts, uh, like that reporter. So you are an expert. Um, so who wants to go first? We're going to pick our the four teams we think are going to make the college football playoffs. Uh, So, who you got? Who wants to go first, Rob? I'll step
1: right in here. Yeah, I don't mind.
0: Okay, let's hear him.
1: I've got the uh, Seminoles of Florida State out of the ACC Conference.
0: Oh, wow. I've got
1: got the Buckeyes of Ohio State out of the Big Ten Conference. I've got the Trojans of USC out of the Pac-12 Conference. And I've got the Wildcats of Kansas State out of the Big 12. (laughs) Oh,
0: jeez. How about that? That's a homer pick if I've ever heard one. It
1: might be, but that is a very bad league right now. And they return almost everything. And I don't know. I've just got this, like, feeling about Snyder in his last season. I, I don't know. We'll see. I think that they've got a shot. Okay, so FSU, Ohio State. Who is the third team? I'm sorry. Uh, FSU, Ohio State, USC, and K-State.
2: You he, he, he leave out Alabama altogether to put in Kansas State? No,
1: nah, because – I see, here's my thinking on Alabama
2: is I, I –
1: if they lose – This Okay, let's say that they lose this game against Florida State. They've got a much harder road than Florida State does to get back if Florida State loses. Florida State could lose, run the table in the ACC, win the ACC title game pretty easily. I think that SEC is going to be a little bit more treacherous. So should they lose this first game, which I'm not saying they will, but they could, uh, then I don't know. I mean, can they run the table? Can they win? You know, they'd have to win 11 games in a row, 12 games in a row with the ACC championship. They have to win 12 straight games with a pretty tough schedule. I don't know, man. I just don't know if they can do that.
2: Okay. All right. And plus, they can't make the playoffs every year. Uh, no, I don't. I, that's, that's a fair point. I, didn't, I actually did not even look at Alabama's schedule in preparation for this conversation. Well, <laughs>
0: so. you didn't know we were doing the podcast until like ten forty-five. So, in fairness to that's, you, yeah. um, mm. all right, I'll go next, and we'll let Nick go last. I picked uh, USC, uh, the Trojans uh alabama the aforementioned crimson tide ohio state which it seems to be a consensus and uh my off the board pick also a big 12 team oklahoma state how uh, much to the chagrin of uh, josh mcquiston
1: i had them written in here uh, you know i was i think it's going to be either k state or oklahoma state so i will not be surprised but somebody's coming out of the big 12 i think and i think it's going to be one of those two schools
2: Oh whatever! I didn't. Didn't I say last like two weeks ago that somebody out of the Big Twelve could make the playoffs? And somebody poo pooed me. I think that might have been. That must have been Rob. No, right? I didn't poo poo. You Did remember just...
1: we were we were asked for like long shot picks, and I picked West Virginia because and that oh. is a
2: very long shot pick. And, I, you know, I wanted to go outside of the top twenty five,
0: and you poo pooed me. Yeah. Okay, Nick. Okay, good. Let's hear it.
2: Uh, well, I I would just pick Alabama, Florida State, uh, USC, and. It my to try and spice things up on my end. I I will say that the winner of the Ohio State and Penn State game gets in as the Big Ten representative.
0: <laughs> so, well, who's gonna win it?
2: <laughs> uh, well, well, it's easy to pick Ohio State. Uh, but since Rob went Kansas State, I'll go Penn State. Let's go Nittany Wine. All right. Okay. So, recruiting well here in Texas.
0: So we all think. Oh well, wait, Rob, do you, you have USC, Rob? I yeah, can, I've got i got USC. Okay, sorry, you glitched uh, twice when I asked you to split it, when I tried to hear it. Okay, so we all think USC's in, uh, which means they probably won't make it. Uh yeah, Washington's uh, definitely going now. I, You know what, I like Washington. Uh, I was actually going to talk to you about that offline when I said that the line of against Rutgers continues to move down, uh, which I was surprised. So I was going to mention that to you, because I think Washington might beat them by 100 points. So, um, All right, so those are the picks. So our consensus is USC. So I guess we'll say we think USC is going to win it all. with Let's make this interesting.
1: Whoever, all right, so whoever hits the least of these has to buy the other two a copy of Derek Jones's quotes book.
0: Oh, (laughs) jeez,
2: has to buy a copy of what? The the, the the coach's book? Oh, oh. inspirational (laughs) quotes. Yeah, (laughs) Oh, jeez. We have to buy it for the winner, or vice versa, or buy it for (laughs)
1: yourself. The loser just has to buy it for themselves and read it.
0: Uh, not, well, yeah, I don't know if that would ever happen, I'm sure. I haven't read, like, really good books, let alone that thing. Um, all right, so this weekend, uh, the first weekend of college football, I know we're all stoked. I mean, we love to sit around and watch it all day, the three of us, uh, in our various locales with several screens here at the the Womack household. But I will be going out. Uh, I will be leaving the house like a, like a real person to go to Alabama at Florida State here in Atlanta. So we'll start with that one. And I'll go ahead and start us off. Alabama against Florida State. Alabama, a seven-point favorite. Rob said he had seen it at seven and a half earlier, so it's moving down. People are uh, betting on the Knolls. Not this guy. I'm going all in with, uh, with uh, Alabama. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for them to uh, cover that one.
1: I'm going to hedge here since I picked Alabama to miss the playoff. Uh, I'm going to pick them to win this game and cover that spread only because I've got to get one of them right right like if they if they lose this game then my playoff fix look a little bit better so I'll'll uh, take the nulls or I'll take the tide I mean excuse me
0: <laughs> okay I don't know if we track that logic. That's, that's how you that's how you hedge <laughs> that right there you pick both of them <laughs> yeah exactly 100 okay. uh, se
2: Nick uh my my so my dream scenario uh, especially given our playoff predictions, I I would love to see like a Alabama twenty seven. Wait, are we picking like covering the spread? Or yeah, are we yeah, picking, the picking against the spread,
0: the spread like we did last year.
2: So I I predict like a twenty seven twenty four game where Alabama wins. But I think you pick the FSU. Yeah, you pick. Okay, so
0: you take Florida State. We remember last year. Keep in mind, I think Rob finished the year ten and three, and Nick and I were nine and four. So we were giving out winners, lots of them last year. Yeah, if somebody was tracking us last year, they were getting rich. Yeah, keep that in mind. Now, next game up, Michigan and Florida. This is also a neutral site game, I believe. Where is it? In Dallas? I can't even I can't remember where yeah, it it's,
2: is. It's in Dallas. <laughs> oh,
0: you should. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what, are you making fun of me? I don't know where it is. I have no, no idea. No, no. No, I just
2: think it's funny. No, I think it's hilarious to have this game in that place is all.
0: Yeah, you're right. Usually it's like, you know, uh, I can't remember who played there last year. I remember when year Oregon and LSU played there. They usually tie in a Texas team or a Texas adjacent team uh, where they get a lot of fans there. But these two fan bases travel well. Michigan, a three and a half point favorite. Guess what? I've got them covering that easy. Sorry, Florida fans. Uh, you're without a lot of good players. And I think you're going to lose by uh, more than three and a half points.
1: This is a tough one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick, if you want to go.
2: Well, I, I had a couple quick questions. So so is is Franks definitely the starting quarterback for Florida? He was named no, a starter. I think. No,
1: they or gave no, he's it an or. or. That's gave- right. It's an or. He won't tell. That's the whole thing here. McElwain won't name a starter, so Harvard was refusing to, <laughs> to release a roster because college football is petty as
0: anything in the world. Oh. I think it's so going to we- be Zaire as the starter.
2: Oh, is it and then is Michigan have that same quarterback from last year as well? No, he's gone. He's they gone. don't. We don't, don't know who their quarterback's
0: going to be either. I don't think because uh, they haven't have put court. out a
2: depth chart. So who's betting on this game with with this information? Us. I, I'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> <too>. <laughs> I, I'll take. I mean, I'll take Michigan too. I don't trust Florida ever.
0: I just think Florida. You know, I just think with these with uh, Callaway being suspended, it's going to be tough. I think they're. I think they got some guys suspended. I think it's gonna be tough for them. If if they had those guys, I, it might be different. But that's that's what my line of thinking.
1: Uh yeah. Let's make it. Rob. Let's make it unanimous. Let's make it unanimous. I will also take the Wolverines. I I, I don't like the suspensions. I don't, I don't know. I don't like not naming a quarterback. I, I wasn't that blown away with Florida a year ago. I, you know, I, I'll I take Michigan.
0: So this this week, uh, this year on Rivals.com, we're doing a new feature where we pick games every week. I'm sure those will be on there. You'll have several staff members from Rivals uh, picking games against the spread, so be sure to check that out on the website. Uh, I think that comes out on Friday. Uh, the next game we're going to pick and the last game we're going to pick West Virginia. I believe they might be at Virginia tech. I don't think this is a neutral site game, Virginia tech favored by four. And, uh, as part of that feature, we're doing a lock of the week, uh, where we individually pick games. And guess what? This is my lock of the week, West Virginia. I think, uh, they're going to go into Virginia tech and get a, get a big win. I like Will Greer. I like the offense they have. So I'm picking the Mountaineers to, uh, cover that spread. And, uh, and uh, win? Are they plus? I might have read that wrong. No,
1: they're they're plus. They're definitely the underdog. Yeah,
0: excuse me. Virginia Tech is a four point favorite. I'm taking them to win outright. So take the old uh, take the money line. On oh, no, Woody's suggestion, if you uh, trust me, well
1: uh, I, I agree with you. Somebody very close to me has a significant sum of money on the uh, over win total for West Virginia. So I'd like to pull for him. And I just think West Virginia is a good team. Uh, I, I I don't. I think that they lost a lot there at Virginia Tech. I think that a second year head coach maybe due for a sophomore slump i i i i think i agree with you i don't go as far as lock of the week but i think this is easy money west virginia
2: yeah uh even even without the uh information available for for michigan and florida i felt better about picking michigan than i do about picking either one of these teams because i, I was talking about with rob uh you know in our, on our last podcast that i'm not a huge fan of west virginia uh, especially late in the season, I don't. I I, I think Will Greer. I mean, it took him a little while to get his sea legs under him at Florida those first couple games. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be as clean cut as you seem to think it is either. Then take right, us, well, take
1: Virginia Tech. Do it.
2: Is it is it at Virginia? Yeah, I'll take Virginia Tech. Why not? If it's at, especially if it's at home, they're not going to let. Them oh go no, it is. It's, it
1: is
0: it's a, at FedEx it's Field in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. It's a neutral site game. Yeah, well, but they're all yeah. this Virginia, Maryland, whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's Maryland all run State. together for me. No, I'll take Virginia Tech. Okay. No.
0: All right. So so those are the picks. Uh, we all uh, well, we all picked well like Michigan, so I guess the the our consensus lock of the week would be Michigan to cover that three and a half so um, we'll be tracking those be revis- revisiting those next week. We want to remind you it is uh why you always lying season, so if you uh see uh college football announcers lying about recruiting during games, please, please, please take a video, send it to us, tweet it at us at rivals podcast, and we will uh, mention it on the show. Uh, you too also be on a lookout for that because uh uh, we always like to bust announcers making up recruiting information about how guys. Nobody wanted it. him. Yeah. No, nobody wanted this guy. I mean, they took a real chance on him. Meanwhile, he was an All-American with 30 scholarship offers, you know. But uh, so we—that's the kind of info we're looking for. Uh, it can also extend to the NFL as well. So, so be on the lookout for that. Share it with us, and we will uh, visit it here. Now it's time for the tweet of the week.
2: You subtweet people all the time. You're nothing but an embarrassment.
0: Um, I've been scouring the internet when I was gone on a uh, vacation, uh, I was, I was still monitoring the the tweets because uh, it's been, it's been a great season for them lately. So, uh, recently we had, uh, a kid, we had a, kid, we had Jarius Brents, he's a four star from Louisville and, uh, he released his top 10, uh, and he actually, uh, he actually tagged me in it on Twitter, uh, led to a lot of, led, led to me trending in the city of Louisville at one point, he got so many retweets. So uh, Kyle Degener uh, at Kyle underscore ham underscore D, who uh, loves horse racing and UK sports, uh uk basketball and football season ticks cider enthusiast fan of horticulture and the outdoors so kyle's got a lot going on for himself yeah i already know what uh, kind of guy kyle is yeah, so kyle's a big kentucky fan and he says he says uh keep in mind uh excuse me jarius went to what it goes to wagoneer high school in uh, louisville which has two four stars this year so good good program up there he says great list of schools and football programs we're proud of you wagoneer class of 94 so you know, fans tweet at recruits all the time, pretty harmless in terms of a fan tweet, right? Absolutely. So our boy uh at Nick at Nick Everett01, uh, who's clearly a Louisville fan because he has a cardinal thing in his uh, picture, replies to everybody, including me and Jarius, and says, He's not worried about your old ass. <laughs> 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 so, to be so fair, got, the guy's got a point yeah, so really made me laugh uh sometimes these fans argue in my mentions and it's annoying but uh but i really i really enjoyed it so also there was a tweet that that got lost got deleted and it's on me for not uh from for not taking a screenshot from a boy trey palmer class of 2019 four star out of kentwood in louisiana so we have to go deep into the uh, archives to March 28th to find a tweet from Trey, which you can find at LBR underscore Trey. Uh, And uh, his tweet that was deleted was asking about uh, if you could be blinded by the eclipse. What what would happen if you were blind and and you looked at the eclipse? Could you see again? So uh, that's the kind of philosopher Trey is. So he's yeah. got a question.
2: <laughs> Did a lot of justice with that delivery to the tweet.
0: right yeah, Well, listen. That's we're, we're glossing over that one. To 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 now touch on the other tweet from March. So so Trey has a little bit of a reel for you guys. I'm curious to your answer. We are, um he says hey, Twitter. I got a question. Okay, so if you swimming, is you wet when you in the water or is you wet when you get out of the water? And then he puts the thinking emoji. So I don't
1: you see I don't I'm not gonna try to solve that riddle simply because I don't know how to do it without insulting a high school kids. So I'm just <laughs> gonna sit this one out. I think it's both, right? Well yeah, it's definitely both. <laughs> I mean, this isn't like a this isn't some kind of like head scratcher, it's one hundred percent both.
2: If it if it has to be one or the other, I'm going with when you get out of the water.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. So that's probably I, I'm the only person who favored this tweet or retweeted it. By the way, I don't think you got any replies. No replies. No, no retweets. So we got people your, are still
2: stumped. They're still thinking. about <laughs> it. It's just too deep for the the general public
0: so give Trey a follow he's got all kinds of stuff I, I wish I would have saved that the eclipse one so I could have it in his words but uh, anyway big big shout to Trey now it's time for uh, rants and recommendations so we want to jump into it now I have to ask you guys how much do you want to hear me complain about Greece what's uh, what do you guys have to talk about because like, I only you know,
1: have one thing but I'd like to get right into like Ooh, what is the closest that you came to getting in a fist fight in a Euro- <laughs> in
0: Europe? Oh, geez. Okay, well, this might come as a shock to especially Nick, uh, who's played a lot of basketball with me. But I did have a minor dust-up on a basketball court. Uh, when I visit Greece, we go to a remote Greek uh, village of about 300 residents way up uh, in the mountains, about four-hour drive from Athens to give you a concept of how far it is. So, uh, there's a full court basketball hoop up there. I, I tend to play every day when we're there uh, at six or seven o'clock. A lot of people from the village come. And during the summer, a lot of people are in town from Athens to visit their families. Uh, everyone kind of hangs out in the village for a couple days. There's a big holiday, August 15th. So, that's, a lot of my trips are built around that holiday uh, because we want to be there uh, with with the fam and everything for that big holiday, especially in that village. So, you know, as usual, the amount of soft fouls that are called, you know, if you think uh, European players are floppers, the Vlade Divac of the world and whatnot, guess what? Imagine every person you played with flopping simultaneously over and over again uh, in a basketball game. So uh, can you imagine how annoying that would be?
2: It'd be like when when uh when the goats get scared and they just turn over on their back, and they all flop sim- <laughs> simultaneously.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So so there was a guy there playing, and I mean we're talking about boy, you want to talk about a prospect? This guy could have been a uh, maybe a maybe a three technique uh, D lineman. I mean he went about six three, probably about two sixty, uh, you know, sizable guy, but not a lot of basketball talent. And of course, you know they they gave me the matchup and. Uh, he would just barrel to the basket, like call him alone every single time. And if he didn't make the shot, he would call a foul on me. Um, So a couple of times, you know, obviously I let the first few slide because I'm with uh, family there and there's a language barrier as well. But uh, finally, I did the classic Womack move, which I'm sure Nick could explain. Nick, what happens when people continually call soft fouls on me? What would you say happens the next time down the court?
2: Uh, you know that when the big show gets a, another wrestler in the corner and goes shh and raises the big palm way up high, <laughs> as high as he can get it, and slams it down with all of his might on the opponent's chest. I am familiar. <laughs> it's a similar sort of That's reaction. That's exactly. It's, Woody's is much more vicious. <laughs> That's <laughs> so exactly what show.
0: happens. I I tend to let people go by, and then I just rake them across both. Nah, of their you've, done, arms. you've done that to me before. Yeah, as hard as I can and say, that's a foul if you want to call fouls. And, then I'll, and I'll say, foul on me. I'll raise my hand like Rasheed Wallace uh, in his prime, <laughs> you know. So anyway, I hit him with one of those, and uh, he didn't like that very much, obviously. And a couple of times later down the floor, he uh, he led with his forearm on his way to the basket and just, just smashed me in the face, you know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, to the point where I sent Rob a picture. I mean, you could see... The uh, there was visible marking, and I believe he shaved his arms too. So there was some scraping involved from the uh, from the fuzz on, you know, the from his shaved arms, the stubble growing back.
1: Is that a European thing that shaved arms?
0: Uh, no, I, I, I you know Nick Nick might be able to chime in on this, as he does more uh, body shaving than.
2: <laughs>
1: no, I understand the shaved back and the shaved chest, and yada, yada yada. The arms seem like holy holy ground, man. I don't know. <laughs> no, I shave my eyebrows for that, thousand percent, no doubt. Well,
0: I don't do a whole lot of that, even though I'm a, i am I definitely inherited the hairiness of uh, from my Italian family. So anyway, also another problem with with Greek basketball is we are playing full court, and there's almost a full court press every time. You know, you get a rebound, and you got people jumping on your back. And so, you know, here in the U.S., that's rarely happens where you might pick up a guy full court, but there it's every play. So, I mean, it's it's, it's a really 40 minutes of hell situation, if you're familiar with uh, that documentary that was made about Arkansas basketball. (laughs) So anyway, he decides then to jump on my back later. And of course, I do the classic Womack move of just throwing the ball into him as hard as I can so it goes out of bounds. And then I told him to, you know, get off of me. Uh, maybe use some more uh, explicit language in English at which point he you know there was a translation error uh, and, and, and so it led to some it led to some whole hold me back <laughs> situation because I mean the guy definitely would have beat me up. I mean, as I said he was a sizable person he was much bigger than me and then uh, it also led to me calling him soft in Greek uh, which the word is uh, uh, malaka, with the emphasis on the last word uh, syllable and there's a cuss word in Greek that uh, you just move that emphasis over one syllable and it leads to a to a cuss word So I mean there was a whole lot of language barriers. There was a whole lot of nose-to-nose and there was a whole lot of uh, one of the family members told me to calm down as usual, but uh we ended up we ended up I think we lost too, so it was it was really a, it was an embarrassment to the to the United States and it almost was an international incident. So oh, look, I just um, know that
1: I'm 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 excited that you're over there representing your country very well. Um, <laughs> and, you know, really showing so, with the spirit what the spirit so, of America is really. Right,
0: funny. exactly. So not nothing too crazy. There was a you know, there was a customs run uh, in back on US soil where I almost uh, got into it with the customs lady. I told Rob that story off the air and he, he said I would have probably gone to jail had I continued arguing uh, so, so we'll leave that one off the show, but I don't know. I got, <laughs> I got, I got a few other things. I, I want to touch on this one with you guys. Cause you want to weigh in on this. This is not Greek related. What, right. what is with this mercury being in retrograde and everyone complaining about don't, it? Don't
1: get, don't get me started.
0: <laughs> I saw so much of it on Twitter when it's I was gone. Astro-
1: it's an, okay. It's an astrology thing. And let me, I've got to get a personal story here. So the day that I got hired at Yahoo, I, uh, I, I was moving to Arizona from where I was living in Kansas at the time. And I moved out there and I was waiting for everything. And I was living with my buddy Mike, who had just become engaged to this woman who was a very nice woman. And, you know, we get along great, but I'd never met her before. And so my buddy Mike, who's an attorney, would work during the day and she didn't have a job. I think she stayed home or she worked from home or something. And so I was working from home. And, you know, they send you the laptop and you have to do all that stuff to get everything set up when you get hired at Yahoo because it's a giant corporate company. And, Everything was going wrong. And I'm mad. And you know how I get when stuff's not going my way, get a little frustrated. And his wife is like, well, you know, Mercury's in retrograde, so it's gonna be like this for a while. And I just snapped at her. I was like, this has nothing to do with effing astrology. It's this laptop is a piece of crap. (laughs) It's like I don't know. I don't understand how grown adults can believe in that crap. Like, you're not a kid. You are an adult. If you seriously believe that. A planet being out of alignment is affecting your life on Earth and your ability, especially computers and technology, <laughs> you're, you're, that's a mental disorder. That is 100% a mental disorder.
0: So you would put those people on candidates for Woody's Mental Institution? Well, a thousand
1: percent. They should be on the, the first circle of Woody's Mental Institution. And the worst part is my own mother, who I love, is one of these people. She's not an in-your-face people, but she talks about it. like its And you can't tell because then if you call these people out on it, like you really believe that? They're like, oh, you know, it's just fun. And I'm like, yeah. What does that mean? You know, it makes me think that you know maybe you do, but you just don't want to tell me you do because you're afraid I'll yell at you.
0: Well, here's my thing: the crossover between the people who believe that Mercury being in retrograde affects your life and the people it only, who it only read,
1: affects technology, uh, well, <laughs> according to this woman, it throws out, it throws technology
0: off. Well, uh, but but I'm saying the crossover between people who believe that and also have read the book The Secret and tend to practice it. Uh, I mean, there's a huge crossover in those two is, audiences. Hold on, what is
1: The Secret about?
0: You know, it's one of those, it's the, the book about how if you envision stuff, you can make it uh-huh. happen, you know, so, make yeah, a vision board and whatnot. Yeah. So, I'm envisioning so all you, of
1: these people dropping off the face of the earth.
0: Well, you control your own destiny type thing. I don't want to get too much into it. But I'm saying, if, if you th- believe in that, that you control your own destiny, then what are you worried about Mercury for? Who cares?
2: I don't know. It's man. not just guys. It's not just technology. I'm looking at this website. It says do not have plastic surgery or other elective surgery when Mercury, Venus, and Mars are retrograde.
1: Oh, there goes my there goes my enlargement my enhancement surgery.
0: <laughs> well, I haven't heard anything about Mars. I, I Mercury's got the best PR team because I haven't heard anything from these other planets. I mean, you, you know, Mars used to be a, a discussion and probably peaked with Mars attacks. I think that really hurt their brand. So uh, Mercury in retrograde. What? oh it
2: is look mercury retrograde periods are notorious for causing computers to crash and I told you, <laughs> you
1: trust me <laughs> I almost I almost fractured a relationship because of this because <laughs> of yelling at my buddy's new fiance for suggesting this Back well up your computer
0: well as people will tell there's uh, people close to this podcast would know that one time uh, I got in a big argument a se- a several year argument with someone over the nutritional value of corn uh, so <laughs> so
2: Guys, hey, you never, guys, we missed it. We, we missed the first sign. Our podcast we had technical difficulties. We said at the top of the show, it's all because of Mercury.
0: <laughs> well, Nick's all in, in on the retrograde situation. You know,
1: boy, do I know a woman for you. Too bad
0: she's already married. Okay, we got any recommendations? I got I got a few more rants, uh, real oh quick, gosh. rapid fire. Every chair, every chair and bed and everything in the country of Greece is uncomfortable, but everyone's always telling you to sit down constantly. So you. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to address that you know Greece as a whole uh you know these these there was a lot of uh, people from uh you know slavic countries there uh or excuse me uh baltic countries you know the serbia's of the world and there was a lot of per, a lot of personal space issues for me uh which which was which was <laughs> which was real tough i was getting real mad at people um so anyway the, the uncomfortable chairs is the biggest part and then one last bonus rant why do people open bins on the airplane when they're closed? They close them because they're full. How many times have you sat in your seat and their bins are closed, and some got, some person comes in late, you know, some Zone Four plebe, and and, <laughs> and and opens it like, oh, is there any room in here? And there's never well, any room.
2: Well, in in defense of those people, uh, there are a lot of people that take like. Like put a coat up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're hey,
0: the worst too. Who's worse?
2: Those, those are, those are worse than the bin openers because those bin openers, bin openers are only the way that they are because of the people that put their coats in like that. That you can tell them, hey, you know, get with the program.
1: Yeah, and then you got to move <laughs> the person's coat. I don't know. I, I really hate flying. My my oh, buddy, my buddy has that. a a theory where if you violate so many of these rules that you should have to go to a separate airport. Uh, and just be like banished to the what he calls the family airport, where if you don't fly more than fifteen times a year, uh, you have to go to this other airport for losers that don't know how to get through TSA or
0: do normal things like open bins. Yeah. Boy, well, if, if they could put they, if if that happens, I could have a job at that airport yelling at people because I'm already giving out free advice to people and the yeah, security lines on a regular basis. So, uh, any recommendations? Uh, you guys got anything? <laughs> I tried to watch Game of Thrones again,
1: like I was telling you guys, nah, <laughs> and I just can't get through it, man. I, I cannot get through that's season gonna, one, episode That's not going to
2: win us. Hey, you better, you better cut it off right now, because that's not going to help us with the subscriber department. Well, look, I'm, I, I have no doubt to... that it's
1: a very good show. I'm sure it is. Like, so many people that I trust love it, so I know it's good. I'm just starting to think maybe it's not for me.
0: Well, Rob, you're too busy. With, you, know, you, you also watch the musical romantic comedy my crazy ex-girlfriend so show. i mean are we taking oh. <laughs> if you, maybe there needs to be some singing involved in uh ga- games of no, like i said i
1: have no doubt that it's an awesome show like you know i, I just i just don't it's i don't know it's setting a weird time period for me i think
0: you need to power through it i know
1: i know <laughs> i do i'm gonna try again tonight
0: if you can get to the end of season one you'll be all in
2: all right well, i'll give it a run all right I'm not. I don't quit easily. So, Nick, right. you got anything? <laughs> uh, well, since since we're already running, since we're already running this long, I'll, I'll give I'll give my quit. I'll give my last airport story as well because this one this one really made me laugh. Uh, so I was on Southwest and uh, oh, I had to man, put my bag. A problem. No, no, this had nothing to do with you know any of the traditional things. So, so I had to put my bag five rows. Speaking of overhead bins, I had to put it five rows back from where I was sitting. Um, so I go. So at the end of the at the end of the flight. Uh, people are starting to get off. I creep. I, I I make it back two rows. Then there's a guy behind me, and then at this point, like my my luggage is only like a row, like a row and a half max back behind him from where he was sitting, and so uh, he's looking. He's getting himself together, and he's looking at my suitcase. It's the only one in the bin. Then he turns to look at me, and he goes, "Is that yours?" And I said, "Yeah." You know, the obvious implication being that he was going to get it for me. He turns back. <laughs> he turns back around and looks at it. And looks back at me again and goes, "Can't reach it. See ya." <laughs> <That's>
0: all- <laughs> oh man, I would. <laughs> that wouldn't happen on my watch. He would have been getting tri- tripped.
2: Uh- <laughs> the only way that could have been any
1: better is he would have given you double birds when he said it. Can't reach it. See ya.
2: Yeah. Well, that that was pretty. That was pretty funny. The way his the speaking, talking about delivery, he, that, that really got me. I was I was too busy laughing at the comedy of that. That's pretty so. great. Uh, and then my rec- my recommendation, real quick, is uh, you know I, I actually oh, and I have a bonus rant too. So so this this last trip that I was on to Wisconsin was my only like most of the time I'm working through vacation, as I'm sure we all are on some level. You know when we leave, and then but this this trip I didn't really do that, and I took the opportunity to actually read a book. Uh, the book that I picked was called Salt to the Sea by Ruta Sepetis, and I'm not sure I'm saying her last name correctly, but uh, it's a a World War II historical fiction book. And uh, it was an easy read and it was pretty good. It was still a pretty big book. So even though it was easy to read, you still felt like, wow, I really accomplished something. Um, and then also in the back, what I liked is it had uh, research notes for where she found uh, the info for all the stuff that she wrote about. So I like that because I don't think a lot of authors do that. But then again, I don't read very much either. And then, uh, and so that was it. So, oh, but my bonus rant is in airport bookstores anymore, the only thing that you can buy for yourself is self-help books, and I don't. There's not. There's not any diversity. Everything is like how to increase your sales, how to be a better person, you know, how to work better, be more successful, things of that nature. Which, uh, you know, I just don't want. I, you you want to talk about optics. I don't want people seeing me have such a so uh, low-level opinion of myself that I have to buy those books to make myself better
0: well you know maybe if you just tell mercury's in retrograde you're feeling a little down yeah. <laughs> i'll turn them around but i agree with you on that one uh but i don't i don't read any books at the airport anyway um so okay the so, stuff that uh, i read at
1: the airport is stuff that if i like told you guys i would just get mercilessly mocked so I, I keep it to myself
0: i tend to read news stories that i i hate reading news stories and then send portions of them to rob for us to make fun of so uh Speaking of which, Nick, did you get the video I texted you last night? You didn't answer me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you laugh pretty hard at that one? It was it good? One. I sent the snap to you as well, Rob, of the uh, clip from Real Sports. I would recommend watching this week's Real Sports. Uh, it was very funny. I wish we could use that drop on the show. So, uh, one last thing we got a new review on iTunes from uh, Hot Pockets 11 on August 9th, which gave us five stars. So, big shout to uh, Hot Pockets. Uh, and uh, the rev- review reads as follows: Informative content and great witty banter. It's a veritable laugh riot. So, so at that <laughs> point, at that, at that point, at that I point, point that I'm review. like, this must be one of Ro- this must be one of Rob's highbrow, uh, fr- you know, liberal elites friends. Yeah, uh, right. uh, but then the next line says I can't wait to hear woody's next rant that dude is hilarious so oh my god big shout hot pockets 11 I don't care if you use words like veritable uh, as long as you keep leaving reviews so <laughs> please go leave us a review we need to get to 50 we're at 38 right now we'd like to get to 50 uh, by the end of September so it's a it's a review challenge if please leave us a review we're doing a contest anybody leaves us a review between now and the end of September we'll pick one random winner. Uh, and give them uh, a Junk. prize. We're, right <laughs> now, Hot Pocket's eleven in the lead to get a prize from me for sure. Maybe 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 five dollars for leaving that review. So, uh, go to iTunes, leave a review, subscribe, tweet us. Next week we will do a little more hardcore football show. Talk about some recruiting topics uh, when we have a little more time to uh, to prepare. So, uh, anyway, that wraps it up. You guys got anything else?
1: Now nah, next week I'll get into my my anger with assembly line restaurants. We can we can save that.
2: All right. Uh, <laughs> Talk about a tease! <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: tune in next week, folks. You don't want to miss <laughs> tune it. Tune in next week uh, so, for when I got thrown out of a Greek restaurant.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, uh, big shout to M Deuce. Uh, M Deuce, uh, big Oregon State fan, uh, took a big loss week one. So uh, we may well let the music run extra long as a, as a uh, condolences to him. So uh, M Deuce, go ahead and play us up.